ten. Hello, guys, and welcome to the Healthy Six podcast with Travis and Carl. We are now on episode ten. Yes, episode 10 of us waffling at you and people keep leaving good reviews. So please keep leaving them. Please keep sharing it with your friends. Uh, we are loving doing it. We've got a bit of a bumper episode today. We're going to go over a number of different things with you. Um, and yeah, we're just really pleased to make it to 10. And I'm going to start you off with a stat before I let Carl jump in. that I saw on TikTok yesterday. So educational research purposes only, of course. Did you know, fun fact... Only 90% of podcasts do not make it past episode three. So smash that goal. 90% of those podcasts do not make it past episode 20. So if we provide you 10 more podcasts, you are listening to the top 1% of podcasts, basically, is the maths that I've done. So we are top tier. We are value. Make sure you keep sharing it with your friends so we make it to that stat. Uh, Carl, how are we doing? Yeah, very well. And like we just said, episode 21, we will call it a day there. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm humbled, thank haul. you. Yeah, we're um, in for the short haul here. Yeah, had a busy week, um, planning and prepping like we were last week. Um, had fun Friday, videoing. We'll talk about that a bit later on. Um, yeah, bit of definitely. excitement for people. Um, but yeah, all good. What about you? Yeah, good, mate. I think you're right. It's, it's exciting times, isn't it? Like things going in the right place, right direction. Um, we had a great day Friday, getting stuff done. Um, and it's not really a plug. This is for you lot. Like the Friday stuff that we did was, was good. We had some bloopers. We had some laughs. And, um, I think the main thing is it. It's all. It always seems like we're doing stuff in the background, but actually, this time, this is not. This is stuff in the background, but it's very much going to be at the forefront of of the future journey of the listeners of this pod, the future journeys of the clients we work with now, the future journeys of the clients that we work with in the future as well. So, lots of background stuff done, but all um, all going to be in the forefront of of everyone's as you know transformation so some exciting stuff coming that we're gonna we're gonna run through um we'll be very busy for the next couple of weeks um and yeah i think that's kind of how the week's been so really it's been focused on that keeping keeping service standards high another couple of transformations achieved um another photo shoot coming up in the bank photo shoot photo shoot coming up um for a few of my guys so we've got four booked on for there so we're going to just get in the logistics sorted and then we've got some shoot preps going on which will be awesome um, and hopefully some future listeners here will um, will want to take that step one day to push their boundaries as, as we have to, to understand it a little bit more. Um, but all good. But I think we've got a bit of a mix and match episode here, haven't we? Yeah, um, lots to divulge into. Um, a, a few of them have come from the accountability challenge, the healthy six. So if you're, you're getting stuck into that, we'll answer a few of your questions today. And then just some some other topics that we've got from client conversations and just things we've been been talking about this week with people over the last few weeks. Uh, I think in terms of value on this podcast, I hope you guys take a lot away from it. Um, if I was starting up or training or something like that, the, the things we're going to go through are very, very, very relevant to everyone. Mm, definitely. And I think as well, just touching on the accountability challenge, hopefully we're going to answer your questions today. I say hopefully. I know we will because we deliver. Um, but actually... Thank you. Um, really thank you for joining in. Um, we love doing it. You know, people be like, I've had, I've, in fact, I've had questions from like my paying clients and so they're like, why do it for free? Like, you know, you get results, you know, you help people. I'm like, because this is actually about showing the world what we can do. Um, and more importantly, helping as many people as we can. And that was a mission statement we put together. So for the guys that are joining in, for the guys that shared it for their friends, um, thank you very much. We're now a week and yeah. a half in out of the four weeks. So we're 10 days in out of 28 um so we're kind of coming up to that hump and 
I talk to clients about this all the time. So I don't know about you. You've you'll have heard of the midweek slump, hump day, yeah. So or, or the midweek slope or the hill or whatever. But let's let's use this as perspective on the four weeks and also each week and every day. Let's use that as a ramp. All right. Let's use once you get to the top of the climb, we're we're flying down. All right. So as things get a little bit tougher, dig a little bit deeper, you'll get to the top. That's where the views are. That's where shit gets good, basically. Um, so if you're involved in the accountability challenge, well done. Thank you. Dig a little bit deeper now. As you get closer towards the end, your mindset will change. I promise you. When you get to the top of the mountain, you don't sit there with misery. You sit there going, I've made it to the top. Now all I've got to do is get down. And that's the that's the positive spin. So when you're at the top, then you get to speed up and go down. So that's where we want you to think about in the challenge is what I want you to think about if you're listening uh, each week. So we're on Wednesday. We're on the hump. Shit's getting hard. Your weeks are long. You're tired. You're sick of your alarm going off in the morning and the dark mornings and dark nights. I don't know if you're experiencing that. Oh, it's, mate. It's September. I turn up to work. It's dark. I go home. It's dark. It's mad. It's September. Yeah. But but I could let that get the better of me. Um, so just about using um, sort of that, that midweek motivation. Don't see it as such a struggle. See it as a climb. And then uh, you'll speed up for the rest of the week and we'll get some really good results, whether you're working with us or whether you're not. Um, I think I think you hit the nail on the head there. Um, like a lot of people's terminology, and this this is going to really sidetrack us. But a lot of the terminology I did a post on it about the other day: limiting beliefs. A lot of what we do in society has a label, has something like you just said the the midweek slump that people get, and people allow it to affect themselves. It's like oh, it's got to Wednesday, oh, we're ne- nearly towards the weekend, and they get demotivated by it. But looking at how they talk to themselves and how their internal dialogue is massively helps. I know you, you'll see it in your transformation journeys. We, we see it, how people change within themselves. They stop letting these things hinder themselves. Like one thing I spoke to um, a few clients about on Monday is obviously menopause. We need to be aware of it. But there's a big thing about I can't lose weight because it's menopause. It's like, no, that is something just to be aware of. The, the process still remains the same. It's just as a coach, I need to be aware that your, your body's going through a slight change. So we might change the strategy slightly, but don't give yourself the limiting belief that you can't do it because there's people out there that can, right? Don't, don't become so fixated on just because someone said you can't lose weight or can't do something that it means it's relevant to you because, because it's, it's definitely not. So yeah, big. Yeah. Really big. I think those limiting beliefs wording and, um, Again, I guess it comes down to that mindset. I was talking to a client of mine earlier. Um, I don't know if anyone that follows me on Instagram at the moment will see that I've been journaling in the mornings. So I've been just sharing it, letting people know kind of that's what I do before my first client. Yeah, I um, love that. I, I need it, to buy that journal. Yeah, it's good, mate. Amazon, I've linked it. If they put me on commission, I'll, I'll have mm-hmm. had a free journal by the amount of people that have asked me for the link mm-hmm. by now. Um, but basically, it, it's, it puts that perspective into things. So it's still the same thing you're talking about, limiting beliefs, the midweek slump. Um. And they, and they said to me, she said, and I think um, it was something along, I've like realized that it can make me a, a better person. Huge. And that, that's a really big statement. And, and I said, and I mirrored it immediately. And I was given an example of, say, some people maybe moan about their boss, right? But if we look and change our perspective, you know, you could be grateful at times like this that you've got a job. So therefore, you've got a boss to moan at. Yeah. And, and I, I think we can. And it sounds a bit hippie. And for the people that have never practiced the gratitude side, that's not to say they're not grateful, but they've not practiced active gratitude or they've not thought about these things or they've not got into that deepness that actually, shit's powerful. 
like really yeah. powerful. Sometimes like I'll wake up, I'm like, oh, it's 5 a.m. It's dark. I've got to go to work. It's Thursday. It's my fourth day in a row. You know, I've done eight, what, 16, 24 sessions this week already. I'm on my fourth day. I'm tired. I want a day off. And then you go, wait, I'm a self-employed personal trainer who's about to get up for their fourth day in a row, about to hit 25 to 32 sessions of that day. Hold up. Like, yeah. What are you moaning about? What are you moaning about? Like, there's people that would kill to be in your position. And that perspective changes. Like, it can change everything. So when you're listening to this now, you'd be thinking, why are you just waffling about yourself and journaling? It's the same for everything. So if you're currently on the accountant's challenge or you're currently trying to start a journey and you can't stop reaching for the snacks in the cupboards, if you can even change your perspective to be grateful that you've got snacks in your cupboards at this time, yes. you might make a slightly better choice about wasting that when actually yeah. do you actively want it or are you just creating your own behaviours? So when we're talking about these things, it's not just about me going, oh, I'm a good person because I journal in the morning, but it does stop me getting a bit grumpy. It does stop me snapping at people from time to time. It's not perfect. I still do it. I'm still a bit stressy sometimes, but it's the same thing. Like, oh, I've got to go to the gym. No, you don't. No, you get got to go to yeah. the gym. Like, oh, I've got to do legs. No, you don't. You get to do legs. Like, if we can turn these things into privileges and just open our mindset about the way we think about these things, we can start to be uh, more grateful, more appreciative, and actually, and actually do the things that we should be doing for us because we like it, not because we have to. Yes, like I that like being grateful is one of those things. So I did it when I so I use my Twitter account. I've got a PT Twitter account, and I just if I have an idea or thought, I, I just tweet it, and I, I look back from time to time. Just use it as an ideas platform for myself. And I I tweeted um, the other day about eating nutritiously, like stop resenting yourself for eating nutritiously and moving. Like that is something you should enjoy doing. It shouldn't be a chore. And to flip it in terms of that perspective, you have the choice to be able to eat nutritiously. We're very fortunate in the westernized world to be able to go to the supermarket and be able to purchase pretty much any food you want. There's people in the world that don't get that choice. Um, And I talk about this sometimes with a bit of harsh reality when people are dieting. I I don't know if you've had this, Travis, but when people, obviously that first blip, you're obviously reducing food volume. They're slightly hungry because obviously you're creating that negative energy deficit and they go, oh, I'm really hungry. I'm like, yeah it's taught hunger so you're not actually hungry normally most of the time have you had enough water that sort of stuff and then it's going if you want that perspective type in hunger on google and you're gonna see people that are are actually unfortunate in a in a lot worse situation than you so and it gives that people that realization and when i've said it in the past to people they've gone actually like thank you for that it's given me a big perspective on on being able to do this and actually having the choice to reduce food volume. Um, yeah. So I, I'm i such an advocate of trying to get this and your mindset all harnessed because that's one thing that lets most people down. That is that is the yeah. biggest weapon. We're spoiled, aren't we? Like you say, we're spoiled. Yeah. And, I, and I think, I think again, I, I, saw, I saw an Instagram video, right? Uh, no, it wasn't Instagram. It was TikTok, right? And I, I love this. And again, this is what we do. This is why we don't necessarily have to plan our podcast, right? And it said, in a second, this is going to go off. There are two people who walk in. This volume thing's going to go off. It's doing my head in. Um, but it was a video that said, um, PTs are going to hate this, but if you go to calculator.net, you can find your macros from here. And I was like, I watched this video. There you go. I told you. To know. And I said, I thought to myself, well, I don't hate that because I send my clients or clients' friends to the same website. 
this is not what this this industry is about. If it was just a case of going on a website and searching for your macros, well, I wouldn't be sitting here talking to you on a Wednesday lunchtime because we'd both be stacking shelves because I'm pretty sure that's what we've got going for us, mate. Like, but it's that perspective, it's those things, like it's that psychology. So, and again, the point of this conversation is us having a chit chat, but actually, if you're listening to it, you know, use those mindsets. These, these are not, we're not just saying this for the sake of it because we want to. These are, we repeat these things because it's accurate. Like it's yeah. not just a calculator. You know, you're hungry. Like you say, you said taught hunger, which is a really good word. You're used to it. But you say to your clients, all right, that's fine. You're hungry. Go eat loads of vegetables right now. Go, go make yourself a salad. They won't eat it. Because they're not hungry. Yep. If there's hungry, right. they'd eat it. It's because they want mm-hmm. it. They want. They want the. But they want what they're used to eating. Yeah, and, and it's <laughs> managing it that comes, is more the key. Yeah, yeah, and then it comes down to that. Especially like if we start getting into dopamine and stuff like that, the body wanting dopamine hit, the anticipation of sugary foods and stuff like that. Like you can go down a rabbit hole. But yeah, <laughs> funnily enough, talking to TikTok. So I did a post um, about two, three months ago of a really good transformation of mine. And it, some young lad trolled me. He said, well done. You put someone in a calorie deficit. And I, I actually got rattled by it. I thought to myself, hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. Yeah. He goes, yeah, well done for putting him in a calorie deficit. I was like, hang on a minute. So many people struggle because just saying, like we know, you got to be in a calorie deficit is great. But let's talk about environmental factors. Let's talk about someone's social life, pro- their nutritional habits, like everything that's going on in their life, the, the six pillars we go through, there's a reason why people struggle with being in a consistent deficit is because there's never any consistency with any of the factors. So I thought to myself, actually, mm. it was, a, uh, it was some it? young lad. No, uh, I did. I did. I did a post on it. I'll send you it later on. Oh, it's hilarious. Man. But then yeah. I, I commented to the lad and I, um, I, I opened up. I said, so what's your goal then? And he's, he was talking about building muscle. So then I sent him a, a, a few few pointers. But um, it was interesting, that first point. Uh, I, <laughs> it was my first taste of someone uh, trying to give me some stick on TikTok. Mm. And uh, I, didn't, I didn't really like it. Yeah, well, nibbles, mate, nibbles. Um, I think it's, and like you say, like when calorie deficit and you say about environmental factors, it's, it's easy to... <laughs> To forget, isn't it? I've got a client um, who started me, I think it's about five weeks ago, five or six weeks ago. And um, she actually has PCOS. Okay. So she already, oh, yeah. she was already aware. She, she, you know, she'd been diagnosed um, and she told me she had PCOS. Now, for anyone that doesn't know what that is, PCOS, polycystic ovary syndrome, it, it basically, it does. So Kyle mentioned earlier about menopause. It does make things a little bit harder. It creates a little bit of barriers. We know that we can yeah. see that their metabolic rate is a lot lower, which can mean they need to be in a, a bigger, well, what would appear to be a bigger calorie deficit, but lower calories, more activity. We can see that they've often got like a little bit of insulin resistance, which means they don't know how to produce or they can't uh, process carbs as well. And, and I say we were about three kilos down in the, in the last five weeks. Now for someone with PCOS, that's phenomenal. That's we, it's phenomenal because for perspective, if my metabolic rate is probably about 16 15 1600 for someone with pcos you can see it down as anywhere around 800 to a thousand so that's the metabolic rate you add in their activity that might mean they're at 1500 which means they'd need to eat around about a thousand calories to create a 500 calorie deficit which is required to lose uh one pound a week effectively um so really tough like so three kilos is what six and a bit kilos yeah Uh, sorry three kilos is about six and a bit pounds and uh, it's not just a calorie deficit and we see this all the time. So when, 
if you're listening to this and you're, you know, you're trying to wing it by yourself, and I'm not saying that you immediately need to sign up to the Healthy Six Challenge, even though it will be the best challenge that you've ever done and you'll lose amazing weight and you'll feel fantastic. Like you, you could sign up to it and that's fine, but I'm not telling you to, it's your choice. These are the things you need to, to focus on. Like, are you assessing or are you guessing? Yeah. We've done the research. We can assess. We don't have to guess anymore. Like we can make calculated changes. We do little estimates at the start, but we can assess and make changes. So assessing over guessing always. And it, that's just the key, isn't it? And it comes down to things like the measurements, the photos that we're going to talk about today, overwhelming the gym, exercise and training, accountability, like having workshops in place. Like, are you doing the things that help you or what you think others should be doing? Like is really important. Um, and I think... I think that's where I want to start today is are you doing things that help you? Because it kind of moves on nicely from what we've been chit-chatting about and waffling about already before we can then go into maybe some of the more touching on sleep, which is one of our six pillars. So there will be a proper podcast coming about the sleep. Um, there will be some talking about measurements and photos, gym um, and stuff like that. So I guess I I'm going to ask you a question Kyle, I'm going to put you on the spot in terms of I've labeled this. Are you doing things that help you or are you doing what you think you should be doing? Or more importantly, are you doing what others think you should be doing? So if you were going to try and lose fat, I'm, what do others? So if I was going to ask you now what I want to lose some fat. Now, I know mm -hmm. what your answer would be because you're not an idiot and you're qualified. But what might I do or what advice might you give me if, if it was about what others think I should do, like that, that, those sort of those misbeliefs, those misconceptions, what should I do to lose fat? Cardio. The right. first thing people always do, and it's a really interesting point, and you'll see this in January. This is why physios are busy in February and March, mm. is in January, people want to lose weight. So they put on their running shoes with no prior running history for the last 12 months or more. Their body can't absorb force in the joints, and they start going for a run great i'm really an advocate of moving however they do it for two three weeks and realize their joint structure is now niggling because they can't cope with loads uh, and forces and stuff like that so then the physio then they have to go and see a physio they've got injuries and stuff like that so yeah basically people go cardio first because that's what everyone's told to lose weight um and then well they might turn to some uh, slimming world sort of uh diet and go into some business related um system and they will slowly go onto that path rather than doing what we would get them or, to do or maybe even with the the nutrition stuff what we see a lot of the people is, cut carbs i'm being good so if it's something that they enjoy or even tastes semi-decent that's a bad food and it gets binned so yeah. what we so what we we're saying here i guess is and there'll be loads more. We could sit here all day. So like you say, Slimming World, uh, I'll, I'll say the names. Carl's got money. We'll get sued. I'll send it to him. Um, like <laughs> Slim, Slimming World, uh, all these fasting things, shake diets, fasting. Um, I've even heard of people doing two-day fasts a week, um, running, even like CrossFit, which is great, but people go into CrossFit, like you say, that have never done it before. Yeah. Just go, bang, I'm going to do CrossFit. And they're going to CrossFit yeah. four times a week. And I've said, there's a guy that comes here who does CrossFit workouts by himself, as well as going to one of the facilities in Peterborough. And I watch him, mate, and I'm like, nah, just nah, nah, not doing that. Um, and 
you know, it's intense. Like, and these people just go at it and at it and at it because it's what they think they should do, which is not a problem. But more importantly, it's what they think others think they should do. So if you're trying to lose weight, but you're not, but you eat a packet of crisps, are you trying to lose weight? And I think that's a common misconception in the, in the workplace. And, or, what what i don't know you know maybe looking at like you say running oh are you are you running are you doing cardio that will help i've seen it i've heard it i've sat there whilst i was a pt i've sat in an office because i had this fortunate experience which maybe you haven't had you hear it from clients i've been in that environment i worked at two big corporate companies in peterborough sat in the office both in the hr department which primarily is filled with women of different ages primarily there's men in there as well me um and you sit there and you listen to these conversations about weight loss and you're just like, oh my goodness. Like, you know, oh, I was going to, you know, Monday that, you know, you see them, they come in, not going to have breakfast. I'm trying to lose weight. Cup of soup, trying to lose weight. They're going to have a pack of popcorn because they're trying to lose weight. So it's, it's three o'clock in the afternoon. They've done naff or work because their head's on the desk. They've had 14 yeah. coffees and 78 calories for the day. And then you, they go, oh, I'm going to go to the gym after work. And then they go to the gym and they feel great. And then Tuesday, lunchtime, you turn around, they're sat there eating and overindulging in yeah. McDonald's. And you're, like, and you're like, what like, what, what happened? <laughs> oh, I just felt really tired. Oh, you must have been the gym. Well, it wasn't the gym. You know, you put, put fuel in a car, it breaks down. We use this analogy all the time. Like you fueled yourself on soup and popcorn and a button, you know, then you had a salad for dinner. You've had 400 calories and you can't lift your head off the table. Of course you feel rubbish. Like, and it's really important. Like, and, and the reason that I think we put this in is because the things that you should be doing to help you are covered in the six pillars. So yeah, yeah healthy six. So yeah, I suppose we're plugging our own future program, which is going to be game changing. But only through awareness. We're not yeah. breaking ground, are we? We're not. We're not like. No. This is a. This is. We're just selling you coaching and, and science. Like we're selling experience. Like, un, unlike other people out there who make it really complicated, and then you have to buy into their system. You lose a bit of weight on their system, then regain all that weight, and then think, oh, I need to go back to their system, and then you go through that cycle for ten years. We're actually going to teach you how to live your life, educatedly, and get results, and feel really good about it and look bloody excellent. And I think the point is the education, isn't it? Like it, how are we going to differentiate you between what, what you, what you think you should be doing or what you think others think you should be doing and what you should actually do. And now I'm going to tell you a story. Um, and we would have had this before. So I had a conversation with someone and I know now that they're going to listen to this. Um, and they'll probably have a little chuckle or a cry. I'm not sure. I also don't mind which reaction I get from it. I'll tell you a story now. So basically I spoke to this person um, and they're going to, they've got an event coming up, let's say, let's try and keep it. So they'll know who, they, who I'm talking about, but there'll be a person that, you know, might catch wind of it that won't want to hear this because uh, I've ripped them apart. I don't normally slate other PTs in the game, but I did. Um, it's not really my life, but here we are. Um, basically they've got an event coming up next year, 10 months time. Um, and they want to lose weight, right? So they want to lose fat for this event. They want to feel good. They want to feel confident, great naked, all of those things, right? And they've currently got a PT. And at the moment, this PT does one hour's workout with them each week. Nice. 
And that is the extent. That's all we've got. That's all I got. And I was like, no, not, nothing, not, nothing, mate, nothing. The response I got was, well, I think if I asked them for nutrition, they'd help me. Is that part of the service? I was like, well, yeah, right. I'm not, I don't know what they're paying for right now. I'm like, okay, uh, well, that's so. And then for some context, this person um, struggles to sleep, has a really demanding workload, which means that step or movement, the pillar of movement is more difficult. Uh, had a little bit of trauma this year or in the in the past year, as, as people do, um, which probably affects the sleep, affects stress, work, and overall is just a really good person. Now, you might think, what does that got to do with it? Well, often we see with really, really good people is they'll put anyone else first but themselves. They'll work late, mm-hmm. they'll work long. When they're tired, yes. they'll do something for someone else. And this, and and, you know, you know, this person saying they're going to lose weight that, you know, she's doing it because she's got a PT. She's got a PT. Of course she's going to lose fat. It's obvious. Everyone loses fat over PT. It's easy. And I found out what this PT was doing. I'm like, so, like what? Like I was shocked. I was, I was, I literally, at one point I was like, I'll, I'll help you for free if I have to. Like yeah. until you can get out of this contract, I'll help you. Like I can't, I cannot let you have this name of the industry. The workouts that they were doing was so intense for this person that they would hurt for three to four days after. Mad. So, so reduce, this, you're going to reduce movement straight away. But this person that's chained to the desk, doesn't sleep well, has a few issues with stress and mindset because of just the, the past year and what they've got going on. They're very good to others, so they will always put themselves first. And we did like a little bit of an assessment over Zoom. And I was like, right, okay, so you work from A to B, you've got B, C, the blah, 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 blah. And I went, okay, but if we work together, you're not training. And I touched on this on my content. I was like, we're not training. She's like, what do you mean we're not training? You're a PT. Like, you're not, what do you Mm -hmm. mean? I'm like, because I'm not getting you to do what you think you should do or what others think you should do. I'm going to get you to do what you really need to do. I'm like, you're not going to get up at 6.30 on a Wednesday. You're going to get that sleep back. You're going to break that up. You're going to buy your time into blocks of movement. And then you're going to reproduce that time. So we're going to take the hour away. You're going to rest. We're going to work on your sleep is the first thing we're going to do. So we're going to put habits and stuff in, which we'll build on in a moment. But we're going to buy our time back and we're going to analyze your sleep. Once we improve your sleep, we're going to improve your energy. Once we improve your energy, we're going to improve your productivity at work. Once we improve your productivity at work, you're going to buy your time back so you can move more through the day. You're going to buy yourself three blocks of 10 minutes only. Um, once you've then got that 30 minutes each day of movement, that's going to buy you maybe 35,000 steps a week because you're going to have a bit more time on the weekend. Now you've got more energy because you're moving more. Now you've got more energy because you're moving more. You're going to control your nutrition. Now your nutrition's moving. Now you've got more time back and you've got more time for yourself and others. Once you've done that, let's talk about training. Yeah. Because it's not about what others think you should be doing. Doing a CrossFit workout for an hour a week, going for a run three times a week or twice a week, training in the gym four times a week isn't going to lead you forward for fat loss which is the goal we're talking about if you're not controlling all the other things. So stop doing what others think you should do and start doing the things that help you. And if you don't know, do your research. And if your research doesn't help you because the internet is the world's most confusing place. We've done our research. <laughs> get support, get accountability. If it isn't us, yeah. find someone else. But if they're not yeah. offering you these things and you're not talking about these six pillars, and, and I don't, they don't have to be listed as the six pillars, but if they're not looking out for all of these things that then bring you a transformation, bring you the results, then, then they're doing you a disservice. Like, it's not about I'm better than you or we're better than them. 
it's about providing the service. And if you're not being yep. looked after and if you're not feeling any better, first of all, in any way, shape or form, then you've probably got issues. So we wanted to touch on that in terms of what you think you should be doing is possibly very, very different to the things that you are doing. Now, I said to this person, if in the first six weeks, they don't lose three kilos just on my changes about training, I say I'll refund them for the first six weeks. That's it. Good deal. That's it. If you don't lose three kilos in the first six weeks, as long as you stick to the task that I give you, I will give you your six weeks money back. That's like, I love incentives like that as well. Okay. I, that's, that's what so, I did with um, Adam. Mm. Like that was our, our bargain with the, the shirt. I said, look, I'll get you a P United t-shirt. And it doesn't mind me talking about this. I'll get you a P United t-shirt. If you lose this amount of weight before I go away, it was before my honeymoon. And the, the deal breaker was I choose the size of the shirt so that he has to then stick to it going forward. Yeah, so right. like, good on you for doing that. Yeah, definitely. Well, and I, in terms of helping them out, um, because not many people would do that as well. I think it's important to, to just show, to put that little bit of trust into them and, and vice versa. I'm telling you that training's not that important at this point of your life. Mm-hmm. Three months time. Two months time, six weeks time. Yeah, fine. Let's get training. Let's move. Let's get in a gym. Let's teach you how to train properly. Let's improve your posture. Let's get you stronger. Let's in, let's future proof your body. But right now, that's not your goal, and you're not achieving it. The actions you think you're putting in to achieve your goal are actually taking you further away. So, just be mindful with the internet and Instagram and uh, peers and friendship groups. And here's a little bit of a cliche: they say you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. Well, if you're overweight and you are struggling to get out of bed and you spend your time with five CrossFitters, that doesn't mean you're now a CrossFitter. You'll try, but you shouldn't be. Like, find your way, find your lane. And that's not to bash CrossFit. It's just an example because you have to be very, you have to be able to move. um, At an elite level. Yeah, so that's just something to be really mindful of. And, And something we touched on there was sleep as well. And we had a question in the group, didn't we, about sleep? Yes, um, it was about waking up at 4 a.m. Yeah, it I think it was. It sounds like they didn't can't stay asleep. asleep. Yeah, waking up every four hours. Not sure why. So it's an interesting one. So we can see a lot of things will wake us up, won't it? Like, and I, I suppose this is a little bit of a. It's not really a question. Like, it's no, more of a statement. A, and but there's yeah. a couple of things we can look at. So again, there is a full podcast to be run here. Um, but when we're talking about sleep, oh, it's gone again. When we're, when we're talking about sleep, like I had this conversation uh, with this person as well, where they were saying, you know, they probably don't fall as struggle to fall asleep too much, but they wake up. I guess the question is, is why? Why are we waking up? So is it mindset? Is it mental? Are we having dreams yeah. that wake us up? So then it's mental health. Um, is it getting up to go for a wee? Are you being disturbed in the night? But there are a couple of things. So we, what we see a lot of the time is sort of the, the like sleep cycle is broken, isn't it? So there's a couple of things. I think, again, we're not counsellors. We always stay in our lane. But there's one very quick tip that most people don't try is when we wake up with something on our mind is to write it down and go back to sleep. Yeah, that's so what I do. Do you? So I, yeah. I wish I, sometimes I wish I woke up in the middle of the night. I shut my eyes and I open them and it's this morning again. I'm like, hang on, what happened? So, I used to, obviously being PT, we do long hours. Um, I used to really struggle. And about six years ago, I struggled to fall asleep. Um, So because I had so much going on, I was thinking about marketing posts, clients, programs, stuff like that. 
And so what I do now is before I go to bed, I have a notebook by my bed. It looks a bit like this. And I literally just anything that's on my mind or I need to do for the next day, I journal it, right? Then I turn my head around, put my head down and fall asleep. Um, as simple as that. So when it comes to looking at sleep, there's, there's, a, there's a lot of things we need to be aware of. Um, in terms of like, we can start looking at people's caffeine. Have they had caffeine late on that night? Um, have they got a lot going on in terms of stress, work, stuff like that? In, in that case, maybe journaling is going to help as well. But also light exposure, phones, TVs. Mm. You've got a TV in your room. Like I say to people that the bedroom's for two things, sleeping they and... They begin uh, with S. They both yeah. begin with S. Sleeping and, and sleeping. not snacks. It's not snacks. <laughs> so um, if you've got a TV in your bedroom and you're sat there every night trying to fall asleep with the TV on, um, it's probably not going to help you sleep because you've got loud sound, you've got a bright light. Um, so you probably look at trying taking that out first. But com- yeah, let's build a-, a really complicated one. Huh? Yeah. Go on. Let's really build on the light one, one though. Because there's a lot of factors. Yeah. Oh, we've both cut each other off there. Let's yeah, you, build- go. you go. Let's build on light here. So you said about phone and you said yeah. about... Um, the like tv so what we know about uh, electronic produced light it produces what we call blue light now blue light disrupts what we call melatonin now melatonin is a hormone that sends us to sleep effectively or helps us sleep now that when the light fades melatonin is produced in a higher level when it comes when it increases then your uh, cortisol is exactly what will uh, be produced in a high level. And that's what wakes us up. So if we're breaking down the melatonin through blue light, what we struggle with is our sleep cycle. So if you've disrupted that, and therefore that affects how deep you fall asleep, or uh, maybe how long you sleep for, that cortisol will start to produce because the melatonin isn't there. So then you're, you're shortening your sleep cycle. So the first things are to make sure that if you cannot put the blue light away, in the in the evenings is to get some glasses blue light blockers okay yeah or dim really- your phone if dim your phone is the easiest one like my phone everyone always complains they're like your phone's so dark literally i don't have my phone on bright at all i leave it all the way down on the lowest setting because that that's one thing that so your, your eyes are trying to focus they're wired all the time especially with the amount people spend on their phones now like if you get home from work at six you're probably on your phone until about mm. eight, nine o'clock, maybe later. Like all so, that blue light. So if you've got an iPhone, you can put it on uh, True Tone oh. as well. So you can put it on True Tone, which basically means my phone turns from blue light to a more orange light with sunrise and sunset. So if I wake up and it's dark, it stays on. Uh, it, it starts as an orange ambient light. And then if it goes as, as it comes in, it wakes up. So that can be really important as well. Um, yeah. So I think that's quite important. Like, in terms of sleep obviously if you're then struggling with sleep cycles then there are supplementation which you can research but magnesium is one that lots of people talk about there's two types of magnesium one is better for the kind of the muscles and the recovery and one is a little bit better for the mind so i know a lot of people talk about that um but i find most people that are waking up in their sleep are either being disrupted by something which is avoidable possibly in terms of noise children mindset if you deal with the mindset Mindset. issues that you have you'll probably be better i think like so sometimes improving your sleep can be about improving your 
your coping mechanism. So like you say, writing down on a notepad or something like that can be really helpful. Um, but certainly habit. So pitch black room, reduce your blue light income. A lot of people, we try to create a routine. So all these habits we try and put in a routine. So we always work back from, from the time you wake up. Yeah. So trying to wake up at 6am every day means that you have to go to bed at 10pm every day, for example. From 10pm, that means you need to turn your phone and all your blue light off at 9pm. You're going to read from 9 till half 9, whatever. Create a routine and let your body get used to it. Yeah, and stay in that routine. So I think people for, like forget about this. Like I, I go to bed at nine and I get up at four, four thirty. I, I try and follow that Monday to Sunday. So even on Saturdays and Sundays, I follow the same cycle, um, because the the body loves routine, mate. I feel I, well, I'm at my best in the morning. Like me at seven, eight a.m. I'm it's like midday for me. I'm wired to hell. Um, I'm annoyed to be wrong. around, but but. Yeah. Yeah, don't get me wrong. I know it's important and the routine, but if my alarm went off at five o'clock on a Saturday morning, my phone is getting dashed to a different postcode. It's not for me. Yeah, I try I try and go and do some cardio. And then um, sometimes I'll get, if I've not got anything on, I'll go back into bed and see my partner for breakfast sometimes. Um, oh. But yeah, most of the time I try and follow the same same structure. What a guy. Uh, and, it, and if you are struggling to sleep, ignore me, who is very blessed. I always feel like a massive hypocrite when I talk to people about sleep because I just sleep like a log. Um, but yeah, if you are struggling with sleep, then that routine, like Kyle says, is important. It is a seven day thing. Interesting about sleep, right? You and I both sleep very well by the sounds of it. And this is something I always think about, never really talk about. But a lot of the people that don't or struggle to sleep, who I've come across, typically don't move or train that much. So I always think to myself, when I finish a long day's work, mate, when I finish a long day's work, I'm pretty tired. I've 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 done probably 10 sessions, 12 sessions, a 16-hour day, trained, moved. I'm I'm ready to sleep. My body's pretty tired right yeah um so it's something it's not i'm not digging anyone out here i'm just if you feel feel like you can't sleep or you struggle to sleep ask yourself are you doing enough in the day or are you moving enough in the day to to make yourself tired mind as well by the way i think often it's overlooked in our jobs how much our mind works someone said to me are you this used to trigger me this used to get right on my and, and i'm okay with it now because i just spin it someone said to me once well you only stand there and count reps i'm like so that triggered me, right? But actually, my response to that now is, yeah, but I earn more money than you for doing it. So, you know, basically, I was being bantered by someone specific. So that that dig oh, is okay. only yeah, that, yeah. that dig is only at them. They'll know. Yeah. Um, but actually, the way that we communicate and change our maybe language, our demeanor, you know, we we some the the advice I got when I became a coach was about being a chameleon, and that's. That's blend into my surroundings, not to hide, but to make sure I'm, I'm in my surroundings, but also to my clientele. So when someone comes in, I'll have one lad come in and I'll fist bump him. All right, mate, how you doing? And the next one might be someone in a different demographic. And it'd be like, you know, a bit well to do or whatever. That's not me being fake, but we're just making sure that we've got a connection on every level, right? That's quite, yeah, taxing, yeah, on the, that's quite taxing on the brain. But I think for us... That's why. So we're mentally and physically exhausted by the end of the day. I genuinely, I, you know, mate, TV in bed is not an issue for me. You're a Liverpool so, fan. You're, you're a Liverpool fan. You're always going to be exhausted following them. Oh, that's exactly it, mate. Well, you know, like you having to push cars all day. Um, but anyway, 
Um, but for, for example, we, you know, when we first put someone on a, on a diet or a coaching plan or something, and that, you know, and the first thing, well, 90% of the time, the first bit of feedback you get is, oh, I'm so much more energetic. Yeah, love it. I and love that. It's, it's interesting, but actually, are you more energetic because you're training more? No, because you should be more tired. Yeah. But what happens is you use your body, you train, you do more steps. You're more tired of an evening, so you sleep better. Sleep better. You yep. wake up more energetic. We didn't fix you. We just no. got you to move more. You stop being lazy during the day. A lot of people do come to us and they're lazy, and that's why they take action. They'll tell you that themselves. And then they sleep better. And then all of a sudden, you're like, oh, I'm sleeping better. I'm more energetic. Yep. It's easier to do my steps. I'm training better. I'm stronger. It was easier to carry the shopping in for the car. And all we've done is actually, we've just got you to be a bit more active. So you're actually tired. So mm -hmm. the same, again, the same person that we've been talking about, I keep bouncing back. I know for a fact that they need to move more. They know for a fact they need to move more. And I know for a fact when they move more, they'll sleep better. Which one do you hurt for help first? That's a tough one. So we have to find yes. that, that balance. Um, but really important. So sleep, supplementation if necessary. But basically, I think the crux of it is get rid of the blue light before bed. Create a routine. Try not to watch TV in bed. The bedroom is only for two things that begin with S, um, not snacks. And then I used ashwagandha for um, yeah. managing stress and sleep at a point. Ash ashwagandha, magnesium. Um, I, I'm not affiliated. I, there's also a supplement, of, you know, JP, Jordan Peters, I think. Trained, yeah, so yeah, for, yeah. Anyone, for anyone listening, there's a supplement called Trained by JP. Sleep, sleep Dreams. So it's, yeah, a, it. it's a bit of a combination, sleep dreams on trainedbyjp.com. I think I suppose a little bit of a cocktail of all the different supplements that can help, but it obviously they all have different purposes. So some of them are to help with the stress, some of it to help with anxiety, not chronic anxiety by the doctors, but like when we have anxiety about certain things, um, maybe you've got a busy day tomorrow, um, that can help with that and can help your mind. So that's also a supplement that I'd recommend trying. Um, otherwise, just get into Holland and Barrett and try them there as well. Um, so that's big. I think we had a question about or a statement about measurements and photos as well, didn't we? Yeah. So Barriers. measurements and photos. So this is an interesting one. I was talking to someone the other day about doing their measurements and it was more of a, so the way you look at it, they're really nervous, right? Uh, about doing measurements. They've lost a significant amount of weight. And I, I sort of said, like, if your measurements haven't gone down, then there's something wrong. They've lost 30 pounds or so. But it's it's a really interesting topic of conversation because data is data, right? What gets measured gets managed. We get back into all that. If your measurements, if you collect, do your measurements and your measurements haven't gone down, that's telling you something, right? So you're, you need to look at, obviously, nutrition, look at your movement, training, whatever. It means something needs to be up or something needs to be pulled down um, and or we need to put a bit more effort in, right? And if they have gone down, which I know for a fact they are going to because you don't just lose 30 pounds uh, and it go nowhere, um, you're going to feel good and, and ride, ride that motivation. So this is just one I just wanted to say, don't be scared of doing measurements, doing your body weight, doing your photos. They're just telling you where you're at. They're just giving you the factual information. And if you don't do it soon enough, if you don't do it regularly, um, you'll end up not catching things sooner or not celebrating the success and actually feeling good about yourself through the process that's why we do them as coaches on a regular and we tell you when to do yeah 100 so what i do as well like particularly when people are starting and maybe you've not formed that relationship or maybe you're a little bit familiar with the person something that i like to do as well is i just tell them to take them 
So let's say with particularly this is with photos. I'm like, I know you don't want to do them, but I'm like, right, take someone's in really tight clothing so I can do mm-hmm. your posture assessment, your static assessment, not anything else. And then take some in your underwear and save them. Yeah, don't. Like, yeah. I don't need to see them yet. Okay. So I don't, I don't want to see them. I don't need to see them. I just want you to do that. And I said to him, I say, in 12 weeks time, if you don't want to share them with me, I'll be shocked. Yeah, because that's, that's what I was like. Because if you commit to it, you don't want to show me those photos because you don't like what you see, which is absolutely yeah. fine. And we shouldn't beat ourselves up for that. You don't like what you see. But what you should be doing is you do need to be pushing yourself to make yourself better so that you can look back at that and go, that's where I was and I hated it, which we shouldn't hate our body. So that's where we're going. So we don't yeah. want to, do you know what I mean? Like that's really, really important that we don't allow that to take over and we don't allow that to, like the emotion of how we feel when we take them shouldn't dictate the actions that we take with them yeah. and after them. I think that's probably yeah. the key is it shouldn't dictate, like you don't like your photos, that's fine. First of all, I need to do a posture assessment. So send them or I'm not training you. Second of all, if you don't like, if you really aren't comfortable to do it in, uh, in your underwear, sports bra, small shorts and a sports top, that's fine. But put on an Under Armour or something. So let me see your posture then take your photo separately, keep them in the system. You'll be much better. And I guarantee you when you finish your journey, whenever that may be, I guarantee you want to share them. You'll be proud. Yeah. You want to share them. I always, like, this I is always what I was. Say, yeah, that's what I would say. I always say, like, I know you don't want to take them now, but you will wish in however many months time in your journey, you would have wished you have taken them to, to show you how far you've come. Like I've had it before. When I first started, I was really nervous about asking people to take photos mm. and then they'd get so fun. They're like, I've lost loads of weight. It's all fantastic. I'm like, but we've got nothing from the start. Like the first two, three years when I started, probably the first two years when I was in Peterborough, I, um, yeah, I've, I didn't take any before photos because I was just, it was, it was my own nervousness as a coach to go, I need to see the photos or we need some documentation. Um, so yeah, it, it pains me. Like mm. looking back on those times, I'm like the amount of people that did so well with. Um, do you think? But yeah, do you think that's because you? Well, you're still a young lad, but do you think that's because you was a young lad when you started? Yeah, massively. And um, I was twenty. What am I? Twenty. I must have been twenty-two, three when I started in Piro after my masters, because um, I was PTing in Bedford at the time, three mm. years. So yeah, it'd been twenty-three. I think it was just yeah, it was just more of. A lot of my demographic are, are females, um, between 30, 50. Um, it's changed slightly now. Um, but yeah, at that time. And it was just more of a, I didn't want to ask the question. I felt a bit reserved on asking it, whereas I should have just gone, look, this is, the, and been open and honest about it. So it was more my own, I've learned mm. a lesson from it massively. But um, but yeah, it was one of those. But now I'm, it's part of the process. Um, yeah, definitely. And we have a conversation with people about it part of the structure of the strategy in the system right the three s's this will lead us on to i think we should talk going after that point is overwhelming the gym okay so so this come off the back of the conversation i had with someone the other day um and we were talking about um what you said uh, the other week travis on one of our podcasts um about mindset i think it was um that um being underprepared is basically um, creating overwhelm for yourself and this relates so much to the gym 
because a lot of people that aren't comfortable in a gym or aren't confident in the gym, they sign up to a gym. Um, and I've seen this recently um, when I went to look around Pure. And people, are, they sign up to a gym, they go in there, they don't know any of the machines, they haven't got anything to follow. And they're literally just looking around like, what's, what's available, what's free, what mm. do I do? The best thing for that scenario would be to have a structure, to have a program, to have a plan and go, actually, I'm going to go in there. I've read it beforehand. I know I'm going to do this, this and this. I'm going to go and smash it and I'll feel good after it. So you're, yeah. you're, you're preparing yourself for success in that scenario. Um, so if anyone's listening to this and obviously you feel overwhelmed in gym scenarios, the best thing you could do is a bit of mental rehearsal, get a program written, get a plan of action. And then you've got a game plan to go and execute. And by the way, let's clarify. When we say get a plan, that doesn't always have to come from a coach. There's a million online or do your yeah. vision, write down the machines you want to do. It, you know, you might be doing a full body workout. You know, you might not care in which order you do it. That's not particularly an issue. Now, don't get me wrong. If you get one from your PT, a coach, it's going to be better because it's going to be designed around you. That's the point of it. We've done the research. Um but just make sure that you are sort of getting that. Make sure you know what you're doing. Make sure you follow a plan. There's nothing worse. And we see it all the time, but people dilly-dallying around the gym, questioning what machines to do, having no clue how it works, etc. cetera. Um, well, so making sure like you are trying to just have an actual strategy on what you're doing. Because that's going to allow you to pick good good exercises for you good choices you don't want to do leg extension leg press squats in order and then do a row like that doesn't make any sense we're trying to create full body balance for you um so having that plan is really important it doesn't have to be a specific it doesn't have to be a coach written plan it just has to be something that we are gonna um sorry about that just a bit of noise coming through so i tried to mute it um but just like making sure that you're you're having something because you see people lose 20 minutes of a gym session just from wandering around and, and trying to work yes. it out agreed with that yeah so, yeah yeah look, trying to look for what's available what to do and yeah. work out the machine so i'm not saying look, so let's say it's an hour's workout if you lose 20 minutes and you're only doing a 40 minute workout that's fine if the 40 minutes workout is good so if you've got a plan and you're planning for a 40 minute workout, it doesn't have to be now. That's great. No problem. But losing 20 minutes, the gym taking you an hour, but only doing 40 minutes of work is an issue. Um, so kind of having that plan being overwhelmed. So that's kind of why you want to know what you want to do. And that's why we talk about like exercise versus training, because I suppose if you just go into the gym without a plan, that's exercise. Yeah. You've got no idea what you're doing. Remember when we use, I think we spoke about this before in our training podcast, we spoke about what is exercise and what is training. Exercise is basically doing an exercise, doing some exercise, which is something that's going to burn calories and move the body, which is something that we should all be doing. But if we can train instead of exercise, that's going to be more effective because training is development. You cannot train for development if you don't have a plan. Again, we'll use the cliche for the second time of the what gets measured gets managed. But actually, that's, that sounds cliche, but actually, if you know you do chest press into a row, into a squat, into a lunge, into a pull down, into a push up, you know that that's the order of exercise. And you know, if those numbers are getting better and you do more reps or you do more weight or you can do more sets or you can do the same but less rest, that's progression. That's development. And if you're not tracking that and you don't have a plan, how do you know? 
I heard someone earlier, they said they was going to do a, a, a PB exercise. Um, and basically it was, they'd forgotten to write it down. I was like, oh, I, I must remember to do, um, they must remember basically to do a, a, write that down. So they basically had no clue what they were doing. Um, and I was like, well, how are you going to track that for next week? I'm sorry, Travis is just muting some, uh, uh, he's got some background noise. So yeah, we've we've designed, put our heads together and designed um, a, a tracking system that gives you everything. So all the six pillars we've put into practice and used our, our coaching experience together to design something that's going to ultimately help you move forward. So when we're training, like Travis has mentioned, we're training for a stimulus, we're training for a purpose. Um, it's supposed to be progressive in manner. Um, and obviously this, this sheet looks into that. So we're building the systems. We've given you the system. Sorry, this is going to give you the system you need to then start tracking the things to get the result you want long term. So when it comes to exercise versus training, there are times and a place for either. Like sometimes you, you won't always be training really, really hard and pushing towards those goals. Sometimes you will just turn up to the gym and exercise. It might be just for your mental health or whatever it may be. That is okay if that is your goal at this, this period of time and that is what you want to achieve. Um, but we know you guys want to obviously drop some body fat or get in the best shape of your life. So when we train, we're training for development. We're training for stimulus. We're training for that stress response that we want. Um, and you've got to have some sort of program, some tangible measure to actually get that. Uh, isn't that right, Travis? Yeah, that's it. And, and that's why we spent um, an awful lot of time over the last couple of weeks, not only developing these systems and putting them into a manageable format, but we've also managed to put some really good content together that's going to support you. But bigger than that and better than that, if you don't know how to perform an exercise, an exercise, then you're going to struggle for development. So with the whole Healthy Six, with the fat loss phase that's coming, we are also putting on a workshop. And that's all I'm going to say for now. So there is going to be a practical, in-person, education workshop, a seminar, uh, a class, a coaching school, whatever you want to call it, a school of lifting to help you do things properly, do form checks, make sure you're doing things not only uh, correctly, but making sure that you're doing them really well in a good, controlled manner. So that is coming. The details are to be released very, very soon um, on that. So keep your eyes peeled. And it will be going live before the fat loss phase. Um, which we can confirm will be in the next month. So again, if this, if you're listening to this and you're interested, do message us because no, the details are not out yet, but this is a leak of information. We do want you to be doing it uh, and getting on with it kind of straight away um, and just getting really involved with it really. So that's kind of the key thing in terms of exercise training. That's the workshop. So the work, workshop webinar, whatever you want to call it, um, is, well, seminar, because it's not on the internet, it's in person. You actually get to see our face in person. Uh, yeah. Extra kudos to anyone that brings caffeine and protein bars. Anyone that's listening <laughs> to this, please do that. Um, because it is on a Sunday, and it is going to be the day after my awards night. So anyone that knows when the awards night is will know when the workshop is going to be. If I'm hungover... Two days no, after not, my birthday. Two days, two days after my birthday. Absolute weekend of events, mate. And the Sunday's still going to be the best day out of the lot. So, guys, exactly. do make sure if you're interested, do get involved in that. Um, and I think that's kind of it for today, isn't it? It's kind of a little bit of a waffle situation. Yeah, it's um, 
I think we've covered some really good points. So, and the way Travis and I do these podcasts, and I really enjoy them, is we try not to script them. We try and talk openly, honestly, transparently. We're this isn't scripted in any way, shape, or form. We're giving you our knowledge, our experience, um, and trying to cover all the basis and the questions we get on a regular basis. Um, and hopefully, this gives you the platform to succeed. And like Travis said. The workshop, like the, the fat loss phase we've got coming out um, imminently, if you want a, some sort of a priority uh, list, we're going to be releasing details of over the next few weeks. If you want access to it, first first access to it, join the priority list. Join the waiting list because it's it's going to be, there's nothing else like it in my opinion. We've, we've made it different to everything else. It's going to be an investment in education and coaching. You're going to get both ends of the, the spectrum like travis said about the workshop we won't go into detail about it but that will cover everything you need to succeed from every angle so um yeah definitely message us if it's something of interest um but yeah hope, hopefully you enjoy us waffling on um as i'm going on um, a bit of a yeah. tangent now um and yeah <laughs> yeah and also with the with the thing is uh the workshop it's going to be about training but also for anyone that is going to be on the healthy six fat loss we are going to go through uh some information that part will actually be recorded for those of you that do the healthy six fat loss phase that can't be present so we will record that so there will be a little bit of a seminar about kind of expectations from us expectations of us um and then kind of how things and structures are going to work and hopefully we can have some fun and do some uh have a really good time. So do make sure you get involved, get interested. It's not going to be an awful lot. We're going to pay for basically for the use of the gym. We're going to pay for what we need, but there's not an awful lot of profit making. So don't be afraid to spend it because it could literally change your life when you walk around gyms, not knowing what you're going to do. So we're going to turn your exercise to training. The key thing is, guys, I'm going to leave you this, is we are authentic here. And that is why in the background, you can hear the world's noisiest gym instructor. So apologies for that because it's doing my head in. Um, and I think we'll leave you there and we'll join you for episode 11, Road to 20 Years On. Yeah. Jan, Travis, have later. a good day, yeah? You too, mate. See ya.